0: So we are in week two of this series, which is called Perspective. And this series is about looking at things in a different way. I just wanted to see if I had it plural or not. Uh, This is about looking at things in a different way. It's about looking at at other people. We talked last week about the story of the prodigal son and how if you end it at different points, you have a very different perspective of the characters. You have a very different point of view. You have a very different rooting interest. Like there's different ways to look at it, different ways to look at each person. And as you go through, you realize that all of them are people, which is one of the keys to life and to this series uh, is Everyone is a person, and I realize that sounds so stupid, but when you hear people on TV uh, often yelling about other groups or about other people, they're not seeing them as people and they won't say names. And, and so once you realize everyone is a person, you start to be like, wait, they're a person, I'm a person, I have to treat them better. And it's very basic stuff, but it's something that's very much missing in the world today. And that makes it hard. And you guys probably go through school sometimes and you have people who have no interest in your point of view and your perspective. And that's very hard and so that can lead you to then not care about someone else's. But as Christians, as people who are trying to be better, as people who are trying to do good, uh, we want to try to see from everyone's perspective. Again, this does not mean that you think everyone is right. It does not mean that you immediately agree with everyone. It means that you understand that people who have different views than you, people who have different ideas than you, people who have different personalities than you, they're not doing that just to take you off. Like, they, they don't know what you think. They're doing that because that's what they believe. Uh, that's what they think. That's who they are. And so you know what it's like for you to be like that. And so with perspective, we are going to talk about that throughout this series. This week, I'm going to read from a book that most of you have heard the story of probably But we're not going to read that part, but this is Jonah, and so we're going to be in Jonah chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, Um, before I get to this, basically everybody knows from Children's Church from Sunday School, kind of the basic story of Jonah. So you have Jonah, who is a prophet of God, which means he was chosen by God to preach His word, to talk about Him, essentially like a pastor, like he was supposed to go and and help people learn about God, like that's what that was his entire purpose. And so God called him to go to a city called Nineveh, and Jonah's like, I don't want to, so he ran away and he got on a boat and he tried to sail away, and the storms came and he's like, Oh, this is my bad, uh, and so he jumped off, he got eaten by a great fish. Uh, he was in there, and while he's in the great fish he's like man this sucks I guess I'll do what God says and so that's where we pick up so this time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh a city so large that it took three days to see it all on the day Jonah entered the city he shouted to the crowds 40 days from now Nineveh will be destroyed the people of Nineveh believed God's message and from the greatest to the least they declared a fast and put on a burlap to put on burlap to show their sorrow When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Now this, if this appeared... Uh, in your news feed if this was something that God told you if this was something that happened in your life And you heard any community any country any place you heard that they were against God And then somebody came and talked to them and they're like "Whoa, we have it wrong We are going to, to change and they changed and then God's like okay, you're good. We would all rejoice That's what we're supposed to do as Christians That is how we are supposed to be we're supposed to be happy when anybody saved no matter who they are No matter where they are no matter what they were before we're supposed to be happy uh, and, and so that is where this story should end. That is, in a perfect world, if the Bible were fake, this is where it would end. It would be like, see, Jonah did his job. He had some trouble. He went and did it, and then he's okay. But that's not how it goes because Jonah is a real person. And when you're a real person, you're going to do stupid things sometimes. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. You're going to get so caught up in your own perspective and your own thoughts and what you see that you forget about everyone else. One of the things that we have today that is makes everything different is with the internet and social media and everything, you have access to everything. You have access to to people around the world, to viewpoints, to to other people. You can have friends in other countries. Uh, the those of us who are adults, like this, was nothing. That like if somebody had told us when we're like little kids that yeah, someday you're gonna be able to like talk that same day by a text message to somebody in New Zealand, we'd be like that's that's not possible. Like this is insane. And, and so it's amazing that we have all of this. It's amazing that you can touch base with anybody and so on the one hand theoretically you have this chance to just understand everybody more to see things more to to care more but what happens is most people go through their their Instagram feed or their Facebook, their Twitter, whatever, and you kind of block anybody who disagrees with you. You kind of block anybody who is different than you. You kind of block anybody who you don't care about their viewpoint. We've all done that. Now, sometimes it's called for if somebody's really crude or somebody's bullying you, etc. You know, good, block them. But sometimes it's just because, you know what, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that he has a Chiefs poster on his Facebook wall. Like, I don't want him in here. Uh, But something random like that. But it's like we have things like that. Sometimes it's something deeper, sometimes it's something stupid, sometimes it's something petty, everybody kind of does it. And so when you do that, and this happens a lot in politics, in the world with adults especially, but with uh, you guys too. But when you do that, what you're doing is narrowing everything so you start to think only the people in your immediate circle are, that's how everybody thinks. Like everybody, who who speaks publicly like on on C-SPAN or when they're running for president, like they honestly think that everybody thinks the way they do because they have such a limited view, they have such a limited amount of people around them, they have people around them that say, yeah, you're right all the time. Now, most of us would be like, I wish people would tell me I'm right all the time, but you don't, because if everybody's around you telling you you're right, this goes back to what we talked about last week, if everybody only tells you your good points all the time, they tell you everything that's good about you, everything that you succeed, they always just just pump you up and say, wow, you're so perfect. Well, you're going to become and you're going to be entitled, and you're going to cry all the time, and you're going to think everybody is against you when they disagree with you, etc. But but legit, like you're going to think, well, I'm perfect, like I can do whatever I want. Everybody always agrees with me, and then when somebody disagrees with you, you're like, well, I hate them. That's stupid. I can't believe that they said I'm wrong. Well, you see a lot of this in our leadership, and a lot of uh, adults sometimes, and in teens where they have such a narrow view that they're like, well, this is what everybody thinks, and so when somebody outside of that says something, it's like, well, that's stupid. Nobody thinks that. And and what I'm saying, and it's important again to say that not everyone is right. Not every truth is the same. What we believe about Christ, what we believe about God, that is true. And that is how you should believe. But it does not mean that no one else has a point of view. It does not mean that everybody else is stupid. Uh, And so when you do that, you start to think like Jonah did, like, well, I don't want to go to Nineveh. And so they don't deserve, because I don't think they deserve it. Uh, from God's point of view, he was joyful. He didn't want to destroy his people. He didn't want to destroy anyone. He wanted them to turn to him, or he wouldn't have sent Jonah in the first place. And so once they came again, the story should end here. And we should say, wow, Jonah did his job. It's so awesome. People came to God. They, they, they changed. This whole city, this gigantic city changed. Uh, but we go to the next verse, which is Jonah 4 this change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? This is why I ran away to Tarshish. I, I know that you are merciful and a compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You're eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. Uh, I'd rather be dead than alive when, uh, if what I predicted will not happen. Uh, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? That's a very good question, and that's something that a lot of people should ask us a lot of the time when we're angry. But basically, to, to summarize what Jonah is saying here, he's essentially yelling at God. God who, yes, put him in a great fish, but also let him get out of that. God who gave him a purpose. God who forgave him and gave him another chance. He's yelling at him saying, Man, this sucks. You're so forgiving. You are so kind to people. You love people so much. I just can't stand it. Now, if you go home and your parents do something nice for your your sibling or they do something nice for somebody else and you're like, "You guys are so nice." Like this is just so stupid. I can't believe that that you gave Jane a $500. It's so wrong. Like how could you do that? And like just going over and over again. A- and you sound stupid to be honest with you. Like it sounds dumb and when we say it like that, it's like That's stupid. But we kind of do this all the time. Usually it's with people who we have distance from, people who are celebrities, who are politicians, who we don't see every day, people who we don't like, people who annoy us. We're like, well, I hope nothing good happens for them. I hope that they never get. I hope they get what's coming to them. We think like that. Well, that's what Jonah is doing. He wants a whole city to die simply because he does not like them. He does not like how they look. He does not like what they believe. He does not like where they are. He he has all of these views, ignorant views against them, and so he's mad at God for being forgiving. That's insane to yell at God for saying, you're too compassionate, while he's being compassionate to Jonah, because, and this is where the logic doesn't come in for Jonah, but comes in for us, if God was who Jonah wanted him to be in this moment, if he was vengeful and angry and and condemned on the first offense, Jonah wouldn't be here yelling at him. Jonah would be dead because Jonah disobeyed him and ran away. Now, when you do something wrong, you do something wrong, but there is a very big difference between knowing what is right and doing what is wrong and not knowing something is wrong and doing what is wrong so like little kids they don't know that things are wrong necessarily when they do them and when they learn it that's called the age of reason and so then you start t- to get on them and say you know you can't do that uh, sarah you can't pop the volleyball and then blame it on james like whatever like you can't do things like that uh this happened two weeks ago but you can't do things like that uh, and so, like as a little kid, you 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 can like that they, they, you just have to say no no no, and you kind of teach them. Uh, okay, shockingly, I'm going to bring up Beatrice. So Beatrice is is nine months old now, and she's learning things. Uh, and and so Amber said that every time she gets near the fireplace, even if it's not on, Amber yells no 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 really loud so that she. Uh, associates that she's not supposed to touch it. And so what she's doing is teaching her before she understands it. She has no idea what hot even means yet. But she's like, okay, she's going to hopefully associate this with, with not touching it. Now, if Beatrice is like 13 and she still has to do that, there's a very big problem. And so the, Jonah is saying, God, why are you so forgiving? You should just condemn people for messing up once. Well, again, Jonah would be condemned. And, and so he doesn't understand that. And God asked the question that I... I'm going to tell you ahead of time, you should ask every time you're angry. Every single time you feel that anger popping up. And I'm talking like anger at people, anger at things, anger at events. I'm not talking anger at sports, things like that, because you're going to. Like if you care about sports, if you care about like marching band competitions, if you care about something like that, you're going to get mad sometimes. But it's not like legit anger. Like I'm talking like uh, holding grudges, being mad at people for, for, cutting in front of you, being mad at people for not doing what you want, being mad at people for being different, all of those things. Ask yourself, is it right for me to be angry at this? Is it right? And so God asks him directly, Jonah, you are a man of God. I have taught you. I have given you this chance to, to, to teach in my name. Is it right that you are angry? Is it right? Now, again, in a perfect world, Jonah would stop and think, well, it's not. But when you're angry already, you don't really stop and think. You're like, well, whatever. Now, one of the things that that I sometimes do with you guys that I don't necessarily do with adults is I get a little more real. And by that, I mean I'm not unreal with the the adults, but adults are kind of who they are for the most part. Like, they're going to change sometimes, and, and they try, but you guys are... You have this wonderful uh, time in your life that is also sucky because so much can happen and so much is expected and so much is unexpected and we've talked about all of this, but you guys are the church. Uh, You guys have this chance to change things. You guys have this chance to do better than the generations before. This does not mean that all the generations before were bad. Every generation is whatever percentage. Like it's people doing good in each one, people doing bad in each one. It's how life goes. But you have this chance to be different. And what you see on TV, what you see in the world, what you see in some churches, what you see in the news is is anger at other people because of race, because of belief, because of where they live, because of who they, they are, because of who they were. You see this all of the time. And then you see other people who, who are Saying that they're Christian sometimes, again, on the news and politics, and they're like, ah, it's okay because it doesn't affect me. Because it doesn't affect you. And so it's hard to understand things like that if you don't ever feel that. And so there's no way for anyone here to fully understand what someone else has faced. There's no way. But we have to try. And so we can't be like Jonah, who is hating an entire group of people. And yet we see this every day. We see this in in, in politics. We see this in the news. We see this in schools. We see this in the world. Entire groups of people are hated. Entire religions are hated. Everyone is grouped together. And and I know you're thinking of all different things. It it happens with everybody. Christians are also hated in places. Uh, uh, Everybody has this group of, of hatred sometimes. And it sucks and it's wrong every single time. Because hatred is always wrong. Hatred is always wrong. And when you hate an entire group just because of ignorant ideas, just because of whatever stereotypes you have, just because of of anger, just because at at one point you're like, yeah, I was told to, it's wrong. And so when when God asks Jonah, is it wrong that you are angry about this? The answer is no, but Jonah comes up with, Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there. And soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Now, in the first time he asked it, Jonah didn't answer. He just walked away. Most of the time, and your parents know this because they've been around you, most of the time when you know you're wrong, you don't answer. You walk away, you slam your door, you run, whatever. You you yell back, you insult back. That's how we do. That's how all people do. Uh, and so Jonah walked away, and he sat down. He's like, well, I'm taking my ball, and I'm going home. And, and nobody even called his name. Like, he just took it and went. And, and so he goes, and he sits there in the, in the heat, and he's so mad that other people got saved. He's so mad that people he didn't like, people he didn't respect people he didn't care about got saved that he's like I'm gonna sit here and die and God makes a plant grow over him and so he's happy because if it's really hot outside and you're out there and the Sun's beating down on you and maybe you've had like a hard practice or or you've had a hard day walking the dog or whatever you guys do in your lives you've had a hard day walking to Target something and, and so you've got it's just hot like I'm talking like hot like 110 degrees no air uh, no wind, sorry, there's air, or we'd be dead. No, and so, it's really hot, and so you're out there, and you're sweating, and, and you're just dying, and it's like, this sucks. That's what it was like, and, and so the plant comes, and so if you've ever, like, you walk in a store, and, 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 you know, it was so hot, you walk in, and the air conditioner hits you, and you're just like, I'm gonna stand here forever, or you walk home, you get in the car, you're like, this is amazing, or you have water, or Diet Dr. Pepper, or something that's good for you, uh, like that, and it's like, this is amazing, this is so great. You get in the pool, it's like this, feels so good I'm never getting out etc well all of that is what Jonah is feeling when this this plant goes over him and so he's there and he's probably had some time to cool down because a lot of times when we're hot when things are going bad we get angry because of that and so he has some time to cool down and then the plant starts to die and so he gets mad again, and he's like, this sucks. Everybody sucks but me. Everything's wrong but me. Everything happens to me. Me, 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 and that's how so many people think. A- and before you start thinking, yeah, I know people that think like that, everyone here, including me, especially Tim, thinks like this sometimes. Thinks like this sometimes. We all think, me, me, me. We all think, well, this affects me, so it's not fair. This affects me, so it's not fair. If I'm gonna go to sports, because I like sports, and because the Titans won, and IU beat Ohio State, and so it's a good weekend. Uh, And I'm going to say it before next weekend's bad, and I have to deal with that. But so, like in sports, if you are for a team, you will watch that game, and if your team loses, most people are going to be like, well, that's not fair. Like this happened, and this happened, and they're going to point to three, four calls that were bad. However, if the other team... If you suddenly are on the team that wins, the other team is going to do the same thing. You're like, that's stupid. That's how refing is, and it's like that's how we look at life. It's like if you have a really bad day, and I've said this before, if you have a really bad day and you've just had somebody uh, hurt your feelings, and somebody stole something from you, and you did bad on a test, and your parents are on your case, uh, then you're going to be like, man, I'm so mad. I'm just going to pick on people, I'm going to yell, I'm going to scream, I'm so bad, and then they'll have to forgive me, they have to understand. And you'll tell your friend, like, well, you don't understand. But then if somebody else does that to you because they're having a bad day, you're like, well, you should have done better. And that's how we look at things, and that's how Jonah is looking at things. He's yelling at God for being forgiving, for being loving. We do this. We do me, me, me. And whenever you do me, 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 the reason that the title of this specific message is a thin line is there's a saying that there's a thin line between love and hate. Uh, every single Christian will say, I don't hate anyone. However, then with their actions, with their posts, with their texts, with their comments, with their jokes, they hate people. And we see that, not everybody, but we see that sometimes, we hear that sometimes. I have known people that I greatly respect and then been shocked by things that they've said that they don't think are hateful things that are awful, things that are are wrong, and it's because, well, it's funny, or because I don't like them, because they're the other political party. And I've said this before, like if you like one political party, everybody on the other one's wrong, and if you like the other one, everybody on the other one's wrong, everybody's a criminal, blah, blah, blah. And that's how people think. And if you look at it all, you're like, well, maybe I should really look at at people who who are going to try their best. Maybe I should try my best. But but people do this, and, and they start to think, well, I'm mad at this person. I don't understand this person. I'm scared of this person. Uh, I I don't want to be around this person. I don't like this person. I don't like what they think. I don't like how they look. I don't like who they've been. I don't like what they've done in the past. And so it's a thin line between saying that and then I hate them. Now, you'll probably never, like, honestly say I hate this person because you're raised to not do that. But in your heart sometimes you let that happen. And Jonah probably, if somebody had interviewed him, if the... Babylonian times had come up and interviewed him a little later, and this is when newspapers still existed and they'd come up and they'd Interview actually it's before but if they would come up and interviewed him like around this time when the plants there and they're like hey So why were you so mad at the people of Nineveh? He'd have been like uh, They're evil and they do bad things and they look different than me And I don't like how they do and I, I don't like them They'd be like so you hate them He'd but like, no, 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 I don't hate them But didn't you want God to destroy them? How's that not hatred And like well politics? And that's how people do today. Like, that's honestly how people do today. You will have people. You will have people who, I see this, I'm old and so I'm on Facebook. And so I see this, I scroll through the newsfeed, And I will see people who essentially post, I hope that I get a chance to shoot this person. And I'm like, how in the world is that a Christian thing to say? But it's like, blah, 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 Second Amendment. Or blah, 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 Democrat, Republican. Blah, 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 break in the home. Like, whatever. And it's couched in this thing. But what it breaks down to is, I hope I can kill them. Now they wouldn't ever say that. They wouldn't say, I hate this person. But if you kill somebody and you don't hate them, you're psychopathic. And so if you hate somebody, if you want to kill somebody, then you are going to hate them. And so we say all of these things. We're trained to do all of these things. We see all of these things in the news, in politics in the the debates that are coming up, in the presidential election, you're going to see in some churches, you're going to see in some friendships that break apart because the other person likes the wrong person and you're going to see this. And nobody ever will use the word hatred. But they will say, I hope they die. They will say, I hope they go to jail. They will say, I hope awful things happen to them. And that line is so thin that it is hatred. And so Jonah, like I said, would never say, I hate the Ninevites. I hate the people of Nineveh. But he does hate them. And so it's being a Christian, loving, having the perspective of others is not just saying you don't hate someone. It's actually loving them. It's actually taking time in your anger and saying, is it right for me to be angry about this? Is this something that that actually affects me? And the most important question you could ask is, if I were in their position, how would I react? Now, sometimes you're going to be like, I wouldn't react like that. But sometimes you're going to be like, man, last week I, I screamed at my mom, and, and like I, I did this wrong thing, and, and I tackled somebody in a chair, and I spiked the head, I spiked the ball into the head of an a, a innocent bystander, and like all of these things, and, and you're going to be like, I guess I reacted pretty poorly sometimes. And, and so that is going to happen. So you have to look at yourself. And so the second time he asks it, Jonah actually answers, and he says yes. Now imagine this. Imagine that you've done, you've just said, essentially, I hope this whole group of people die. Uh, And and then God's like, is it right for you to be mad? And you're like, yes. That's insane. Like, all of us are like, that's insane. No, it's not. That's that's ridiculous. You didn't build this plant. You didn't put that worm. God created you. God forgave you for the fish, man. Like, he got you out of the fish. And, And so we all would look at that. And so Jonah actually, honestly says, yes even angry enough to die. He is so far gone at this point, and he would still never use the word hate, and yet he's angry enough to die. Be so careful. Be so careful with the jokes that you tell and even the jokes that you laugh at. Be so careful with the posts that you like and the posts that you post. Be so careful with how you talk about people, how you think about people, because once you go down the stereotypical route, once you go down the anger route, once you go down, they're different than me so I don't like them, hatred is right there. Hatred is right there, and that's wrong, and that's where Jonah is. And he says to God, yes, yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about this plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? God slams him, like God puts him down. And he's like, you didn't make this plant. But more than that, if I should feel sorry for you for being hot, How could I not want to save 120,000 people who are going to die? This is where the perspective thing really kicks in. And I've said at the beginning, and I've said over and over again, and i said it sounds cliche, but everyone is a person. Every single person was created by God. Every single person is loved by God. No matter who you think of, no matter how many evil acts they've done, no matter how wrong they've been, no matter what they believe, no matter what they've done, every single life has value. Every single person has value. Every single person has a chance to be saved. It does not mean that everyone will be saved, because they won't, because a lot of people will say no. A lot of people will walk away. But every single person, every single person is worth it, is worth something to God. And so he's saying, listen, grow up, Jonah grow up Jonah was a prophet of the Lord who his actions even though he didn't want to do them saved hundred and twenty thousand lives he saved people by doing what he didn't want to do so God can use anybody even jerks he can use anybody but this is the last time we hear of Jonah Jonah from this point may have gone and never gotten better because once you start hating it's really hard to stop Uh, I make a lot of jokes well uh, they're not they're kind of jokes, but a lot of comments about LeBron and Purdue because I don't like them because I don't like how they play because they're they're competitive to me because all of that but if they if honestly I would want all of them to be saved in heaven like honestly like i I wouldn't go shake their hands necessarily, but I would want them. To be saved from burning fire. I would want them to, to be saved by Christ. Like, if God's like, hey, this is gonna be the toughest thing you've ever had to do, you have to go preach at Purdue. I would take off my shoes and take out a couple teeth and I'd go there. None sure. shook. Okay. But I would go there and I would do it because that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, And so you know there's a difference between jokey jokey like sports team rivalry blah 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 and actually hating people. But again it's a thin line and you have to be careful and you have to continually ask yourself is it right for me to be mad about this? And 99.99999% of the time the answer is going to be no. There's such a thing as righteous anger, but even in righteous anger, you, you shouldn't sin. And never, never should it leave, lead to hatred. So if you catch yourself, every time you see someone, they fill you with that feeling of like, ah, I, just, I hope they, they fall down a hole. Like, I hope this awful thing happens to them. I hope that all of their ice cream turns into fire in their mouth. That's very specific. I hope that awful, I hope that they develop boils. I hope that, I hope that. They, they go bald prematurely, like I hope that awful things happen. I hope that awful things happen to them. And you start, catch yourself, please catch yourself and say, wait a second. Would I say this if God were here? If God asked me, hey, why are you saying that about them? What would I say? And the answer is no, you wouldn't. Do not be like Jonah. Jonah had so many second chances, third chances, fourth chances. He went and he did God's work basically with a gun to his head, but he did it. And then he said, I hate them. It's not fair. I give up. And he gave up. Do not do that. Do not allow yourself to go into hatred. Do not allow yourself to to go that route. And it's so easy. Everybody here is like, I'd never hate anybody. It's so easy. You don't understand how thin the line is between they suck and I hate them. Like, it's so thin. Now, Again, you do not have to be everybody's best friend. You don't have to hold hands with everybody. You don't have to like everybody. You don't have to agree with everybody. In fact, you shouldn't agree with everybody because if you agree with everybody, then you're insane because there's no stand there. But like you can't agree with everybody. But learn how to argue, how to debate, how to disagree without getting that anger inside you, without letting that hatred build. And this is something that gets harder as you get older because the older you get, the more you're kind of, stooped in your ways, like steeped in your ways. And so you get kind of used to things. Uh, My great grandma was like in her eighties while she was raising me. And so she was pretty set in her ways. Like she pretty much had things as she was. Now she had me in church, thankfully, and all this stuff, but, but it's very hard as you get older, as you get, out of high school where you're surrounded by all these different people it's very hard to to break out of old habits so start it now stop yourself from going down the route of hatred learn how to see other people's perspective learn how to not judge other people and how to do everything you can to to, to do what god says here and to ask yourself is it right for me to be angry about this and then say no and then do better that's all i got